When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. Welcome to The Games, the podcast of record from The Times. I'm Chris Skinner and I'm here at Times HQ just a few miles from the Olympic Park. And today I'm going to be discussing the rowing gold rush with Patrick Kidd. Mark Aspland will give a photographer's perspective of the games. And I talk to the Suns' Mr. Showbiz Gordon Smart from a little booth in the Groucho Club. That's not a joke. That's where the interview happened. You've been in touch, tweeting us using the MyOlympics hashtag. Sue Cross wrote, and this did tickle me, watching the backstroke may have to take painkillers for my shoulder. They are aching in sympathy. It, it's not just the swimming that's done that, the rowing. Oh my word, there are so many sports that are literally leaving me feeling absolutely exhausted. I'll have a few more of those later on in the programme. So let's start with Mark Aspland. I spoke to him in the early hours after a thrilling night in the velodrome in the aquatic centre. Mark Aspland, Chief Sports Photographer, joins me now. Mark, you've been all over the venues at London 2012. Uh, which sport has impressed you the most for its atmosphere? Oh, that, that, that is a tough, um, that is a tough uh, question, starter start question for 10 there. Um, <laughs> um, I've got to say, tonight in the velodrome, the opening night at the velodrome, when, um, when Chris Hoy literally powered his way to that, to that gold medal, the ceiling... L- honestly lifted off it it was honestly it was absolutely spectacular and it it looked incredible uh, to see as well Um, and if people buy today's times they'll be able to see your pictures of uh, Chris Hoy as well well let's hope so Um, let's hope so he he, he's just he's like he's just a mountain a mountain of a man a mountain in the sport and he is a legend whether he's a sir whether he's made a whether whether he's made a lord sir Whatever he's, whatever comes after this, he deserves every accolade he gets. As far as I'm concerned, there's something about the velodrome as well. I mean, I really do think it's a stunning venue. Do you think that and the the other venues that have visited are really capturing the essence of London? Do you feel like you're in London all the time? Well, well funnily enough, actually, I was uh, I was talking to uh, Mrs. Hoy, um, but we were saying that the, the velodrome, what it always comes back to, mate, is the fact that we're in London. This is our home games, and whether I've been to the the gymnastics or whether I've been to the fencing the British people understand the British people love our sport and and whether whether it's a a Chinese fencer um, fencing for a bronze medal against a Cuban the the atmosphere is superb and and that was what was slightly different about um, Beijing and and there's certainly some of the stadia in Beijing because if 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 they didn't get the sport the atmosphere certainly dropped down, whereas in London 2012, everywhere you go, you know, us Brits are fully, fully behind the uh, the athletes on show. And I think that's what's... That, for me, at the moment, day six, seven, whatever we're into, that's for me, is what's setting it apart. Not the stadia, 
but the British fans. Uh, you mentioned in that the uh, the fencing, and um, you, you, there's an amazing nine-frame burst of yours that uh, appeared. Uh, I saw it, I read it on the uh, Times website a couple of days ago. I urge anyone to have a look. Um, I was also really impressed by Kohei Uchimura. Um, oh. t- tell me about tell me about um, how it was to shoot him. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad you've uh, you you brought that one up. Um, you know, I was absolutely privileged to be um, on on the deck. Um, be a, there's one of seven photographers that are actually allowed um, on the uh, on, on on the deck, whereas most photographers are allowed on the outside. You know, Two hundred, obviously, guys, and to be that close to the, to the gymnasts and and see and see what they they physically have to go through when they move from one discipline to the next. I mean, for one moment, you're you're there, and this 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 guy, this tiny little fella, is, is smaller than my 14 year old boy. And, and he's and he's just holding that crucifix position with no no facial movement, no strain. Whereas other guys there, are, their necks are twitching and their arms are twitching away, and you think they're going to collapse at any moment. And then he does the floor exercise, and normal guys just just bounce and thud and crash through their floor exercises. He barely makes no noise, even when he's running along. And, he, and he's the, he's got this fantastic aura about him that um, that just he, he he's he's just. For me, he's just the most beautiful gymnast I've seen. He really is spectacular. The main dish is about to be served. The athletics <laughs> starts later on today. I mean, that, that's really got to have you excited now, doesn't it? Without a doubt. Um, our girl as well, Jessica Ennis, goes off at, um, at, f- at five past ten um, on, on the first of her disciplines. Uh, I'm in field, so I'm going to be literally pointing my lens up Jess's nose. I'm sure, knowing Jess, that she'll, she'll give me a... A nod and a wink and a cheeky smile, but um, she will be unbelievably focused. She will be in the zone, and uh, this golden hour they're all talking about, um, where Jess is expecting to just rack up those points. Again, honestly, I've, this is my fifth Olympic Summer Olympics, and it is genuinely. I'll, I will. I will stand and it will just be a pleasure to be in that stadium today. And uh, I look forward to seeing your photos of uh, Jess giving a big smile to the camera on Saturday's (laughs) Times. Thanks, mate. I hope so too. I'm with Gordon Smart from our crazy little sibling, The Sun. Gordon, how are you enjoying the Olympics? It's the first time I've heard it, the crazy little sibling. <laughs> I'm loving the Olympics every second so far. I've been totally engrossed in it. Um, I got to run with the torch earlier on this year, so it kind of sucked me in from the very yeah. beginning. And about two years ago, we were given a guided tour by Seb Cole. So when that happened, that was me. I was sold on the whole thing. And because it's run so efficiently and done so well, um, by the time it kicked off, I was waiting for it to go wrong. I thought Friday night's opening ceremony was a massive masterpiece it was brilliant and I've been sucked in ever since I'm quite intrigued by uh, the Olympics as an entertainment uh, which is a field that you're you're very much uh, steeped in how much are these modern sports stars celebrities? Well, it used to be that um, rock stars were the big earners, but now sports stars really are the, the powerful earners. And if you look at footballers particularly, they're the ones in the big wage. So if you look at the GB team, you've got some incredibly wealthy guys there. But the Usain Bolts and even the cyclists, you know, I didn't quite realise. I've got to know Mark Cavendish quite well over the last couple of years. Those guys are on mega, mega salaries. So it's interesting to see that. And then the commercial side of it is quite interesting to tap into. But for me as a showbiz columnist, seeing all the, the 
parties that have been organised off the back of athletes' names. That's been quite interesting to see develop. They, they like a party, athletes. Obviously, they train hard, but some of them... I mean, I, I was listening to um, some of uh, Bradley Wiggins' comments after he won. He knows how to party as well. Bradley Wiggins is a man who knows how to drink, yeah. And he, <laughs> uh, I think he was on the vodka and tonic straight after his victory <laughs> yesterday. And last night, Paul Weller um, dedicated his entire gig to Wiggins because he's uh, obviously both mutual fans. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot still to come. So Usain Bolt's meant to be having a, a big party after he's performed, which should be one of the biggest events outside of the uh, Stratford Arena. How much tabloid currency does an Olympic gold buy you? Oh, it's incredible. You just have to pick up the paper in the morning. You know, the uh, the panic until we won our first gold was palpable, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think once it arrived, it was jubilation. And the, the papers have been great to read. It's, there's so much to get involved in. And it's great to see that the, the country's being, on the whole, positive about it. Because the G4S security scandal beforehand did threaten to overshadow the whole thing. But I think that's almost a distant uh, memory now. There is a hierarchy, though, isn't there? Like, uh, Wiggins, who we've mentioned, is is an absolute star. Yeah. Jessica Rennes, gold or not, is a is a star. Yeah. Uh, Pendleton is, an, is another star. Yeah. But then, what about uh, yesterday, Peter Wilson won a uh, shooting gold. Will, will someone like that still transfer over to the Sun? Well, actually, yes, because um, in the morning, we have this morning conference with all the, the different heads of departments, and each head of the department will have an Olympics-related story. So, I'm finding out quite a lot about guys like <laughs> Peter Wilson, who was given a big sell this morning by yeah. the sports editor, saying, this guy's our next hero. So, uh, that's the beauty of the Olympics, because suddenly you find yourself becoming an expert on, on sports you'd otherwise not be interested in, like, for example, judo and winning by Ippon, which only comes around every four years. <laughs> yeah, we're all experts now, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to guess, uh, what, what's the best venue you can go to, then, if you really want to spot the stars? I know Justin Timberlake commented yesterday that table tennis was his sport. Yeah. Um, if, if, I was, if I actually could get my hands on some tickets, where would I go celeb spotting? You're right on the table tennis front, because it's, a dream of mine was to do celebrity table tennis, because Chris Martin, Damon Albarn, yeah. Kasabian, it goes on and on and on. They're all huge table tennis fans so that's not a bad shout but I think the big one will be the 100 metres final at the actual uh, the, the, the main stadium itself in Stratford on I think next Thursday it'll be that'll be the one where all the top stars turn out to see Usain Bolt so uh, this Olympics is a win it's the somewhat won it yeah it's the somewhat won it yeah <laughs> you know we will be claiming victory regardless of what happens I just hope we can get near that 18 gold medal target that was set beforehand because there's no reason for us to have any kind of negative coverage after such an amazing event I'm joined now by rowing correspondent Patrick Kidd. Patrick, it was another great day for uh, GB rowing yesterday. The women as well seem to be kicking on. They're looking at another medal later on today, maybe. Yes, well, traditionally, um, it's been the men who have won um, well, all the golds for British uh, rowing and, and most of the medals. But uh, this is really looking like a, a game for the girls. We had uh, Heather, Heather Stanning and Helen Glover won uh, Britain's first gold. Uh, and then yesterday, the lightweight women's double of Kat Copeland and Sophie Hoskin got through to the final. They'll be taking part in that um, tomorrow, on, on, on Saturday. Um, there are now seven medals to go, um, or seven chances, and hopefully Britain will bring back a few from them. Now, there are, there are four big finals today. Talk me through each one and how, how, how strong our chances are of picking a medal up in each. Well, it's the women again. Um, the crucial one today, Catherine Granger and Anna Watkins going for gold in the double skull. Uh, this is a really good chance to go for Britain. They've won 22 uh, consecutive races together. The 23rd, of course, is the only one that matters. Uh, and for Granger, if she wins, I mean, that would be a wonderful story. She's won uh, silver at the past three Olympics. And um, see if anyone deserves a gold medal, it's her. She's competing with Anna Watkins, who is this bubbly, uh, great sprinter in the squad. And, and they have a really good chance. Uh, watch out for Australia in their event. But there were three other finals. Alan Campbell in the men's single skull, the alpha male of contest. 
um, is trying to become Britain's first medalist in that event since 1928. I think he's got a really good chance of a medal. Probably not gold, in fact, almost certainly not. But, but bronze or silver is not beyond him. Uh, we've also got Britain's first Olympic finalist in the men's quad. I don't think we'll get a medal there, but they've done very well. And we've got the men's pair, a young couple of guys called George Nash and Will Satch. And I think they'll be looking at silver. Do you see this as being likely to be a successful Games? Very much. This, uh, rowing is going to be um, Team GB's best sport. Uh, we entered 13 events at the, uh, this Olympics, and we've got boats in all 13 finals, which is fabulous. You've got to give yourself a chance of a medal. Um, and, and already we've got three medals from six finals. Uh, there are seven more chances to come, and I would be very surprised if we don't get four or five more medals, maybe six. I think the full seven's a bit beyond us, but you know, if, that, if we get six more medals, taking us up to nine in total, that would be fabulous. Well, Patrick, have uh, more fun at Dorney today. It's incredibly breezy out there, which is affecting, obviously, certain boats in certain lanes, isn't it? Yeah, there's a bit of controversy because uh, the world governing body admitted uh, yesterday that they were on the verge of reallocating the lanes. That means moving boats, uh, for the, the, moving the best boats from the centre lanes out towards uh, the outside wow. so that they would get a bit of protection. Um, they said if, if the wind picks up again and is coming across, they, they are going to look at that because they don't want to turn this into a lottery. Some more of your thoughts from Twitter. Louise loves the fact that Missy Franklin was swimming in her pearl earrings. Classy. And Rowan said, if staying in bed all day was an Olympic sport, I would win the gold. Well, the Brits are famous for winning uh, medals sitting down. So maybe lying down is the logical progression from there. If you want to get in touch, tweet us using the hashtag MyOlympics. If you aren't yet a Times subscriber, go to timespacks.co.uk. There are loads of excellent offers to suit your reading habits. And if you have the Times iPad app, you can see amazing pictures to accompany this. Certainly worthwhile for the Mark Asplund conversation. And you can also get the programme as an MP3 via iTunes. Just search Games Podcast. So the athletics is about to begin. This is the real meat of the Olympics. The Times iPad edition updates at 5am, 5pm and 10.30pm every day of the Games. Goodbye.